0: Welcome to Rubrics, a St. Timothy's podcast. It is Wednesday, December 13th. I have nothing to say in terms of an intro other than good morning. It's cold, and if you're watching on YouTube, I am wrapped up because there's no heat in here. Father Luke still has hair, so he is not wrapped up the, like I am. Classic
1: cassock and sweats underneath. There we are. So, yeah.
0: Let's let's hop into it. Let's talk about St. Lucy.
1: Yeah, so we're going gonna to talk about St. Lucie and kind of Advent- traditions, religious traditions in, in general. But um, today's the Feast of St. Lucie. Um, remarkable story, early enough to where you get five or six different variations of the story. Um, but, you know, she uh, basically, what, what I find most interesting about her story, I'm not going to re the whole thing, but um, 50 years after St. Agatha had died, and um, 52 years, I think, Saint Lucy was alive, and Lucy and Agatha are early, early saints. But by the time Lucy was alive, there was already a shrine um, for Saint Agatha that people were already making pilgrimages to, and it had become a source of devotion. And so, you know, I, I think that is interesting that even early, early in the church, the idea of martyrs dying and shrines being erected on their tombs and people making that as an object of devotion um was was well established and so lucy takes her mother there her mother's healed um in my little short reflection today i i kind of talked about how lucy was um, insistent on giving her dowry away basically her mother was trying to be practical was starting to buy into her religious conversion but said you know why don't you do it as a bequest and lucy said you know people do that when they die because it's the end of the road they can't use it anymore she said you're called to make use of today, not not wait until tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. And so I think she's, you know, a good reminder um, of just religious zeal. Um, she lost her life as a, as a young, young woman. Um, I don't know how old she was supposed to be, but, um, you know, the mass intention was for the young girls of our parish, um, you know, reminding them that there's no age limit on, on saints. And I tell them that all the time, and they always, you know, get surprised when I tell them we've got very, very, very young saints um, who are martyrs.
0: And what's you're right. The the legend about Lucy, there there are many versions. It's yeah. hard to give. There is no official version no of the official. story. There may there's, be.
1: There's commonalities that you can yeah. kind of piece together.
0: I, I like the fact that I mean she she was she she consecrated what would normally be taken from her, meaning Correct. her virginity, Correct. to God. And in a way, she is. In, in a way it's a profound feminist statement mm-hmm. that uh, this is not this is mine. Yeah. This is mine to give to whom I wish and not to be taken from me. I mean yeah. in her her commitment to that. I think sometimes people look at at how the church has valued virgins mm-hmm. and 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 yes there's always women mm-hmm. that that yeah. um that are remembered, and I think that people can, and I do think that maybe people in the church in history have viewed it this way, yeah. of um, sort of um, putting putting virgins on a on a certain kind of pedestal as the yeah. ideal, meaning that people in the married state say and are, the flip are lesser side of that than is, yeah, if you, you know, if women you, feel devalued, correct, and that's 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 <clears throat> unfortunate if that is. That is what has happened. I think a, another way to look at it, which is a bit more uh, helpful and healthy, mm-hmm. is that these are are women who, um, in a way, were uh, before Me Too, were arguing Correct. for for their own personal autonomy yeah. and 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 where they wanted to how they were, how they were going to consecrate themselves, yeah. and not not just
1: let people take it from them, yeah. but to and, consecrate it to God. And we see this in Lucy's life because. And when she does that, her you know betrothed uh, gets so mad that he sentences her to um, prostitution because mm-hmm. he intentionally wants to say, no, 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 I control you. And she's able to stand firm and say, yeah. no, this is mine, and I've given myself to God and God alone.
0: Another great example we had uh, last month, Cecilia, yeah. who also <clears throat> wanted to live her life consecrated right. to God, body, mind, heart, mm-hmm. and soul. And she was married, and and sang to <laughs> God at her wedding, and that moved her her new husband, yeah. and then he became baptized right. as well. So in that
1: <clears throat> in that example, we have it working for conversion. Yep. In Lucy's example, we have it leading to her martyrdom. But we hail both as examples of you know um, faithfulness, um, and you know the the call is whether you convert people or whether you're killed for your faith. You I remain do, steadfast.
0: I do want to. <clears throat> Normalize is not the right word, but I do want us to to consider that things like the details you've given shrines mm-hmm. emerged over the tombs of the of the martyrs or the saints. Um, these aren't as. Are you okay?
1: I'm plugging it in my computer. <laughs> I forgot to do it.
0: Um, we see. We these things aren't as strange. As one might assume, and I was just thinking—I yeah. was just thinking—in terms of a secular connection, I was thinking of all of the famous tombs that I have visited, not on a religious pilgrimage. I was—I <laughs> was in Memphis in August. I did not go to Graceland, but that's why it's you dead. go. You go yeah. to see his house, his car, but you also go to see his tomb. Why do people go to Arlington National Cemetery to to pay homage to the to the dead? Mm-hmm. Who um, many of them, most of them, died in, in defense of our nation. But you also go see the eternal flame next to yeah. the grave of John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of other the
1: unknown soldier even where you don't even unknown, know
0: who the unknown soldier you're, that, you're right is the best example of that you yeah. don't know who is there I don't even know who it is but you and and I think that may be actually a good comparison to some of these saints where we say right. you know what we don't really know exactly the details like Saint Valentine's a good Correct. example or even Lucy or Cecilia or yeah. these others where so much time has passed it's very yeah. difficult are they for actually us. buried here
1: we yeah. don't know
0: it's hard to tell it's hard to draw. Hard distinctions between a romantic memory yeah. and historical fact. But the point that remains, just like with the tomb of the unknown soldier, we don't know who they were, how they died, yeah. but we know that but they did. And and the circumstances are are lost to us, yeah. really. That's why they're unknown. So the exact circumstances of Lucy are unknown, but something happened. Mm-hmm. And and the church Early on, remembered her for yeah. her for her faith and and her witness, and again, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier we've talked about before is the best example of a non-religious liturgy yeah. that I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's that done people well. people intuitively, not only do they get it, but they demand it. That's why they yeah. go. Really, they uh, if you did they go not, to legitimize it. if you did not have that that liturgical festoon around that tomb, I don't think people would go to it uh, in the mass in the no. in the massive amounts no, of people wouldn't. that go now. You go to see the changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. 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 Eighth grade field trip. It's
1: the best thing in the world. I think it was raining and uh, That adds to it. I was about to say and I remember, you know, complaining that it was raining and then they're standing there, you know, stone faced and unmoving.
0: Did not matter because what they were doing was more important mm-hmm. than the performance. Oh yeah. If you were there as an eighth grade field trip or weren't there, it would have been the same. Correct. That's what we say uh, about our daily celebration of the Mass. Mm -hmm. Whether five hundred people show up today or five or one,
1: it's the exact same. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. What were some of your uh, family Advent or Christmas traditions? um, Well, apart from going to church, obviously. I mean, none
0: in terms of religious traditions. No, I don't mean religious, just oh, in well, general. I, I remember decorating. Um, my mother loved uh, December. I would say Christmas, but just to say December. Yeah, That's probably
1: an accurate saver for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and I the tree came up mm-hmm. probably the Friday, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. This is before Black Friday became a Big big thing and we would do that and and
1: we would do that to avoid
0: Black Friday. I remember that all the decorations were completely down by lunchtime on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. She was she was done. She was she was
1: You hit it hard in November and then you're burned down by
0: the twenty sixth. Yeah, no but no real we didn't have any real food traditions or family gatherings Mm -hmm. other than we do what I learned later the royal family does, which I thought, you know, Legitimize what we did. We would always open our gifts to each other on Christmas Eve and not Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day was for um, you know my grandmother, extended family, family and Santa Claus, but not not the Mm -hmm. household exchanging gifts. And we would do that uh, before we went to we we all we did go to church every Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. and my church did not have a Christmas Day. Yep. So we would do Mm -hmm. gifts on Christmas Eve before we went, and then you go... And I I absolutely loved... To this day, I have... I mean, even though it's different than how we do it, nothing but the fondest memories of Christmas Eve.
1: Same, actually. Christmas Eve, for me, was... Um, I think my favorite. Yep. I remember as a kid saying, that's my favorite day, because mm-hmm. I still had some of the anticipation, but you're starting to lean into it. Um, I love the candlelight service at the Baptist church yep. I grew up in. Love singing Silent Night. We would, we would go, and as I actually, as I got older um, in high school and college, we actually started going to um, like an Anglican church I went to their, you know, midnight um, service at 10 or 11. But we would um, like watch the same movie every Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, Arthur's Perfect Christmas, um, The Little Aardvark we would um you know kind of do our same food things did you have that not like really we we had we'd had the same food we'd eat christmas morning was monkey bread <clears throat> as i got older christmas eve became like you know we would do like a european brunch type thing because um, we had been to europe once and so we tried to carry that along but um do you remember trying to get at like were those traditions important to you? I mean, you you didn't have a ton. It sounds like, but <clears throat> did they do anything for you?
0: So, so the the in terms of the household traditions. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I that I liked that again, this these are traditions that were in my family that I don't think. I mean, I know my parents never made the connection to the actual historical origins sure. of them. Yeah. Meaning that we always had to put our shoes out on Christmas Eve.
1: Ah. And, Interesting. And, yeah, and There's so a Saint Nicholas, correct? Lupin. And and
0: and the, <clears throat> the the explanation was so Santa Claus knows yep. who to give who the d- stuff yeah. to. And there, but we always would put our shoes out. Interesting. And I, would, and I and in high school, I would put out my cowboy boots because there were more things that It was a bigger surface area to fill. That's right. Yeah. And um, more gifts. Yeah. And, would
1: they actually put stuff in your shoes? No, not really. Yeah.
0: No, but we had. The stockings had the same sort of stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, the stockings. Um, my mother would always put the same kinds of things in the stockings. Mm-hmm. And the older I got, the more I appreciated what was actually in the stocking. Same. Um, yeah. And you know, interesting. Our this this has nothing to do with religion or whatever. I, I our gifts were never wrapped from Santa Claus.
1: And I ah. I think my household yeah. is the only one that I've ever heard of. I've heard a couple of people doing that, which makes more sense. You know, Santa's not going to wrap the gifts. In our uh-huh. house, they're all wrapped, and each child has a certain
0: color wrapping paper. So, you, so you, also to help determine uh-huh. who gets what. Santa wrapped our gifts. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I. But I, my my tradition was um, getting up as early as I possibly could, and the earliest I got up on Christmas morning
1: was one twenty in the morning. So Chloe and I had this discussion the other day. <clears throat> I I was the opposite. I mean, I was excited, but my my line of thought was I need to sleep as quickly and as long as I can because it makes the time pass quicker. So I would lay with my eyes closed in bed as still as I could and try to fall asleep as quick as I could. And it usually worked, and so I, I remember. I never really remember waking up at 2 a.m. and being too excited. I'd be like, Let, "Gotta go back to sleep." It makes the time pass. Yes, but you
0: were a unique child, Father. I, I think because I was. You, That's you, what you, I'm learning. You confessed in your homily Sunday that you would lay away yeah. crying because yeah. eternity
1: was too long. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And I actually, I talked to someone after. And this is a side note um, about various fears, and so you know, mine were like thunderstorms, um, eternity. In thunderstorms, my solution was learn more about it. I thought I was going to be a meteorologist. I had books about clouds, and I learned to like them. I couldn't do that with eternity, and I think that's what frustrated me so much. Um, you know, I started trying to read theology, but no one can explain eternity satisfactory um, in a satisfactory way. So, yeah, I think I was a unique child. But um, I, I think for you know what I'm trying to get at is the idea that these traditions do something for the people who participate in them. <clears throat> even excuse me even when you, you know covid for christmas yeah hopefully not you don't do them necessarily because they're fun sometimes they are sometimes you just do them because you do them and you all do them together and there's a a binding element to that like when you actually all do them together it does have a sense of bringing you together like i tell our families um you know religious traditions especially but even traditions in general have a sense of making people feel like I belong here. Um, There's a sense of belonging because we're all in this together. We're all doing this thing that is bigger than ourselves. And so it has a sense of binding people together. And that, I think, is overlooked of why we do, especially some of the things we do here, some of these traditions that we'll talk about soon. But In a a real fundamental sense, they're trying to bring people together, bring us outside from our siloed areas and together in order to do something specific.
0: I think you're right. I think those traditions, however, if they're going to last, if they're going to last the death of the matriarch or the patriarch, then they need to have a deeper meaning that connects people and they need to be adaptable. Uh, appropriately yeah, In a and variety of circumstances. An example of so I'm going to my extended family mm-hmm. Saturday in yep. South Carolina. I haven't been haven't been able to go for years and years and years because it was always on Sunday morning, I mm-hmm. mean Sunday at noon, typically advent 3 or 4. I yeah. never could go. And they moved it to Saturday 2 years ago. This would be my third time going uh, in f- 15 16 years mm-hmm. and the thing that I don't like that I loved as a kid is sort of the dirty Santa exchange, whatever you call it. You know, where there'll be there'll 30, be thirty, thirty-five people, and we'll we'll be in a in a in a barn mm-hmm. with sitting in a circle, and oh, like a white elephant, white elephant, you yeah. draw numbers, and then we we'll do, do that
1: with the youth. It, they, it, it, they get it, a kick out of yes, it. Yes,
0: but you have. Fifteen people. When you have thirty-five, it goes for an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, it's almost too quick because um, you know what we you know. It's funny is the youth They kid, won't steal, will they? They they never steal no, because that's, that's they the fun. they cannot get over the fact that there's a gift that i don't know what it is yeah. in the, and, and the allure of the unknown and so they just all open them and then it's over so this was something That's that funny. was
0: so much fun in the 80s yeah. when it was a smaller group mm-hmm. and 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 the family wasn't quite as extended but now it's at least for me maybe the younger kids have mm-hmm. a completely different feel but but it's continuing a tradition that the matriarch is now yeah. dead there is no clear kind of a head chore. It's kind of a chore. And I wish if that had a different meaning or a different mm-hmm. um, a different ritual, I would be all in. Mm-hmm. But that one is one that I, frankly, would 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 like to die. Because yeah. everyone has
1: to bring a $25 gift. Well, that gets expensive, you know, when mm-hmm. you're going to do all this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So that's just me. Yeah, and, and I think the reason people cling to those, even when they realize it's kind of a chore, is because they, they want it to mean something. They do. They want it to be this binding agent Um, but it's not. But there are
0: more accessible rituals that have greater meaning and they're grounded in something and they can can be adapted and by adapted I don't mean the substance to change but Mm -hmm. you and I are talking about the power of Christmas Eve and candlelight and we both reflect with um, fondness. Complete fondness yeah. on on a on a service that is wholly different from mm-hmm. what we will experience in, in a couple of weeks, right. yet there is something the same in them. Yeah, and that is the the There's portability of that. Right yeah. Up.
1: Um, I, I I think I put this philosopher in the notices um, sermon notes on Sunday. Um, I really like him, and I his name is Byung Chul Han, and he talks a lot about. Like isolation of modernity.
0: And is see the one that I've been reading. The the small things. Um, the philosopher you turned me on to that talked about. Um, shoot, I can't remember. There was one. Well, that's this is bad radio. I can't remember the name of the book. But he's he's. I've got all his books on my. I account.
1: think I think he's the he one. He talks about like panopticon and. Um, You've lost me. Uh, well, he compares... Is like, that what you're internet. lying awake
0: thinking about now, yeah. you know?
1: No, but the internet, he talks about like the scent of time, the transparency of our society today and how that's a bad thing. Uh, yes. Everything yes. Is exposed. I, ha- I, ha- I have a
0: couple of his. Yes, yeah. I, he's I do. It's really good.
1: Yeah. So he, he has a, a book on uh, a couple of them, basically on festivals, on... Um,
0: he's not Christian, is he? The art
1: of, no, he's not. And that's kind of my point is, is he actually taps into something really interesting with religious rituals and festivals, especially, even though... As far as I know, I don't think he's particularly religious, but he has a couple of quotes that I think are really interesting and kind of lead us into, you know, our religious traditions here at St. Timothy's this Advent season. But he talks about, um, you know, rest and work and how um, for a long, long time, especially in, you know, the medieval ages and the medieval universities, really understood that we work so that we can rest and contemplate. He says, in in our society today, it's it's kind of become flipped. We rest only so that we can work more. Um, and he, you know, says that religious festivals almost invite you to flip that back around and to recognize that life is for enjoyment. Life is for rest and not just laziness, but actual rest, which comes even when you are doing things active. And so he says, um, you know, festivals are grounded in the fact that. As essentially collective beings, humans regularly feel the need to unite. So there's a, you know, union of of these festivals. It brings us together. But then he says this, which I think is really interesting. He says, as forms of play, festivals are self-representations of life. They are characterized by an excess, an expression of what an overflowing life that does not aim at a goal looks like. This is what lies behind their intensity. They are an intense form of life. Um... Basically, what I think he, he does a good job of pointing out, and this is what we try to get people to realize, is like these, you know, traditions we do, um, religious vessels, religious, you know, customs, they are not um, add-ons to kind of your standard life. They're intended to be the grounding of your life that kind of brings you back to its foundation. And then, you know, your work and stuff like that, your labor um, is in service to that, and and we see that like in, you know, the medieval ages when there's two hundred festivals a day, and they're not days of laziness, but they are days of two hundred festivals a year. Yeah, sorry, two hundred festivals a year. What I say? A day. Well, that's a lot of impossible. That's a lot um, of feasting. Yeah, a, a year, and you know, people gawk at that. Say, how did anything get done? And that's kind of the point: is we're we're so obsessed with our labor and kind of our our secular life and. How do we fit this stuff into that? And it's supposed to be the other way around. And so I think, you know, even, um, so let's talk about, you know, our Lucy's procession a little bit. Even things like this are an intentional reminder that this is what brings us together. And this is what is supposed to um, give us, you know, our source of life. And then we go back and and do our our things, um, you know, do our jobs and that. And then we come back and are fed again Every sun, I mean, even every Sunday that we we gather is intended to be a, a form of this. This is why you exist, and then you go out, fed with Jesus Christ, to make it through to the next time you are able to gather. I again. came
0: across a quote last night, uh, and I don't know where I found it, but it's from Henry Nowlin or henry yeah. Nowlin. And so, in thinking about St. Lucy and Boy Bishop and Chris Stingle mm-hmm. and. Uh, Rorate Chaley. And, um, yesterday, Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we yeah. were, we, you and I both were were praising and extolling and impressed with uh, the parish of Guadalupe yeah. in Wilson, Five North Carolina, getting up at 5 a.m. for an hour-long mass. So everyone has to go to work. We assume they're all going to work. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the, the church was full, and it was just yeah. great. It's absolutely And that great.
1: really is the proof of this is why you exist absolutely and then yeah, you no. go out to work the quote from
0: henry now was you don't think your way into a new way of living yeah you live your way yeah. into a new way of thinking and that's good i think so it, and that's kind of what i'm leaning toward sunday yeah is these things that we do if you have to think them through before you come to your your epiphany—it's never going to happen yeah. in a way that you were saying. You could figure out a thunderstorm. You can understand, you know, yep. cells building and how yep. the atmosphere works. And f- to a large degree, we've got that sorted out. Mm-hmm. But bigger things, you're not going to sort out, yeah. especially not when you're 12. But if you can live into this way, then your mind will will think differently. Mm-hmm. Not just get all the facts, but you will you will be able to process the facts that are in front of you mm-hmm. differently and dis- and discover that some are more important than others yeah. and how they impact your life. And these things that we're about to talk about are ways in which we live so that we can now think about the world and everything in it differently and not the other way no, around. That's good.
1: Um, I, think, I think you and I have both said before, Christianity is not a um, you know, Gnostic religion. We don't sit in a white room and just Think about God, and that's good enough. Yeah. It's it's lived out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a couple of pictures, um, and we can just kind of talk about some of the Advent traditions we do. So a week and a half ago, first Sunday of Advent, um, this is an image. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see these images. If not, you can go to our social media, and you'll kind of see them as they happen, um, or if they've already happened. So this was Boy Bishop, and we crowned you know one of our one of our youth kings, Beck Machado, and. Um, you know, he's the one standing with a cope on there, and the uh, the previous year's boy bishop Mitchell is right next to him. But um, this one's always fun, and it's silly and still rooted in something real. But um, I think people always get a kick out of out of the boy bishop. Um, but you know, it's uh, rooted in magnificat, you know, exalting the humble and and you know, humbling the exalted. Um, But this has roots in medieval tradition, right?
0: Yeah, medieval tradition, European tradition.
1: Okay. And this
0: is not the most... Politically correct of the things that we do, and we get some grief about it. But I think I think boys um, in this day and time um, are disconnected from church, and I think it's good for them. And I stand by it, especially coupled with our feast of Saint Lucy I was about that we we'll do. Yeah. And I mean, so it's that, not like we that, have something for the boys only. Correct, and these are equal, and and frankly, um, Saint Lucy's far holier than most. <laughs> I was about to say. Let's, so, let's be real. So I we're, wish not, our we're not we're not we're not elevating the boys over the girls by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But but the the the, the thing about the boys Bishop, just to go back to that for a second, is it, it is it is a protest against the pursuit of worldly power by mm-hmm. adults, including those in the church. Yeah. And so it's it is a it is a, a a 3D lesson that the 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 proud and the mighty will be scattered, and the yeah. lowly and the meek will take their rightful uh, place as back as to leaders. Bishop. There we go. As leaders of God's people. Yeah. And the 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 theme i'm i'm look i'm again working towards sunday is how all ridiculous! I know this looks, but that really is the point. It is, yeah. Um, you know, you know what's ridiculous is is a, is a baby lying in a manger. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what's ridiculous is a man hanging on a cross, mm-hmm. forgiving his executioners. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the ridiculous. The whole nativity scene is it's all it's ridiculous. ridiculous, and that's the whole point because yeah. it grabs your attention because it's so out of the ordinary. Yeah. So you can look at at young Beck Machado here, who did such a good job as all of them have. Yeah. And the thing that I would and uh, we get criticism from outside the parish, not within. Mm-hmm. People who come, Correct. they get it. Yeah. And you see these—you see these young individuals, the, the the young men and the young women. Mm-hmm. They they know two things. They know it is a form of play, mm-hmm. but they take it very seriously, do. as does everyone else. I mean, it's, it's still
1: an even song and benediction service. It is.
0: And the thing that makes me I think most pleased with the boy bishop is and Saint Lucy's. Uh, procession is newer. This will be our second time doing it. it. Is how seriously the adults take it. My favorite mm-hmm. part of the boy
1: bishop is the people getting blessings. People getting blessing
0: blessings and having
1: their picture taken with it. him.
0: And 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 they do it and they look forward to it yeah. and they line up. And I love watching the I love watching the the, the boy bishop of that year. Really, kind of stand a bit taller mm-hmm. and understand. I think something about what ritual in the church and mm-hmm. and what it can do and and how people can take it seriously. Yeah,
1: one of the things I love is you can see the change from when, you know, they show up before the service starts and it's like, okay, I'm I'm boy bishop this year. And they put a little on the apprehensive, cassock, Yeah, and they put yeah. on the alb. And then when they get put on the coat, you know, they they really do. That's they right. they there is a sort of. Um, not legitimacy, because it? it's not like we're saying that's what makes him. But the visual clues, the the ritual surrounding yeah. it, I mean, really does make them live into it a little bit more, um, and, which is a good lesson. And the same the
0: thing with with uh, with the young lady in Saint Lucy. I mean, so they, let me, they let me go they to look, that picture. They, they look gloriously ridiculous with a crown of lighted they candles. They do. It's a crown, and then you know. And I found this last year's was was my daughter since mm-hmm. it was our first time. Um, I could take the hit on that one if it yeah. didn't go well, because it was my own kid. She took it seriously. She did, yeah. And she enjoyed it. And, and, and I, Lucy think, this year is going to take it seriously. She's very excited for it. Teenagers are terrified of
1: standing out
0: and they being are. a spectacle. And I think, though— if And you, we
1: absolutely ask them to stand out for
0: this. And if you surround them, though, with meaning, mm-hmm. then— they learn to take that risk. Mm -hmm. Standing out um, because you are you is is terrifying, but standing out because you're standing on this this proclamation, on this good news is something else. And with other people. And the thing about Christians is that we call attention to ourselves. I mean, we look ridiculous not to call attention to ourselves, but to call attention to Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. And that is what gives you confidence. That's what gave Lucy confidence, Cecilia confidence, Mm -hmm. all these people that we remember is um, to John the Baptist is the center of the gospel this Sunday. What did he say? Ridiculous man. He must increase and I must decrease. That's the whole point. And the more we can inculcate that attitude and teach that, the bolder we are mm-hmm. in saying our prayers, living our faith, this is not me. I did. This is not a philosophy I invented. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus Christ in me. And if He is in me, I can't help
1: but for Him to to for His light to shine in my life. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, Lucy, you know, where's the crown of lights, and then we we process around the neighborhood. Um, this is the the picture from last year. And we'll do the same this coming Sunday. God um, willing, it doesn't rain. Yeah, which and, and you see, you know, all the kids at the front kind of leading the procession, really kind of similar idea of boy bishop as the kids leading, um, which which I really like. But, you know, the which youth kids— is a kids, gospel message, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's true. Become like a little child. Um, and, you know, the youth kids kind of had fun with it. You know, we look ridiculous. People think we're crazy. But I remember when it actually happened, they were all about it. Yeah, they Once they actually have the sash on and they're part of a group and, you know, they're, they, they kind of get some confidence with, with the people around them, they enjoy it. And this um, is where the gospel comes
0: alive mm-hmm. when the children and the youth, the children easier, have an easier yeah. time getting into it than the youth, but it sort of trickles down. The children are all in, mm-hmm. the youth are all in. Mm-hmm. Finally, the adults yeah. are like, okay. I can get into this yeah. because the adults probably are the ones who may be the most self-conscious I think they are. about going around the Correct. neighborhood singing Santa Lucia yeah. and holding a candle and doing all that. Mm-hmm. Because they they know they know how critical people can be, how yeah. mean people can be. Because honestly,
1: they would probably say the they, same thing they, if they, they saw a group. Could, not our people, of course, Hopefully not. But, Hopefully not. but the average person. But that's possibly. I think that's the root of it yeah. is... Well, if I saw somebody doing this, I, yeah. would, I would be judgmental. So they're going to be judgmental about me. And I think part of being in a festival, in that community, is, is getting over that. So
0: that is what you just alluded to, Jesus saying, unless you have the faith of a little child, yeah. you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven
1: because you're not too proud yeah, that's a good to, point. To, to let his light shine in your life. That's a good point. Children um, have to learn how to be self-conscious. We teach them. The we adults teach them. teach them by our own anxiety. Yeah, how to be self conscious. That's a good point. Don't do that. Don't do that. People may see. hmm Um And then the last one we do I'm about to put up is uh Christingles. This one, you know, I'm sure people have Very English. Yeah, heard
0: of before. But I'm an um, Anglophile, so we we import them
1: over. And this one is outside. We froze we sing we actually sang Christmas carols a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah. Um you know. It might but get you know canceled I canceled for doing that I but think
0: the American version of a Christingle would be what I used to hear growing up about the candy cane yeah yeah similar to the candy candy cane which was and I forget the whole I remember the red stripe being the blood red stripe and white stripe being purity, purity maybe I don't and know cane. what was the what was the
1: symbolism of the shape of the of the cane is it the good shepherd? Oh, I, I don't know I don't remember hearing that but I don't know but you know Christingle it's it's an orange with a ribbon around it the blood of Christ covering the world. Um, toothpicks in it with cloves, you know, the sweet fragrance. And then um, we use gummy bears, yep. but some, some type of sweet candy, which is the good works. that Gun drops that, gummy bears. Yeah. yeah. come. It, I've, I've seen it both ways. It's either the good gifts that God has given to the world, or it's the good gifts that we are able to produce as a result of Jesus Christ. And then the candle in the center, um, in the light of Christ coming into the world.
0: Yeah. What is this? These these are things that, that any home during ha, a certain know, period around. of time would yeah. have around. You would have a piece of fruit, an orange... A candle and something sweet. And yeah. if you can take those things as visual aids mm-hmm. to communicate why Jesus Christ was mm-hmm. born, why did he die, that's all it is. Yeah. And, and that has become a fun tradition Yeah, that we're, we, re, we are recovering, that it's fun, because there's something ridiculous about shoving a candle into yep. an orange, because yep. that's not what you and do with candles or oranges. And, you know, it's fun. But you don't forget that. No. And then no. You, when you get the explanation, now you remember, and then you can sing carols and have hot chocolate and s'mores or whatever mm-hmm. we're going to do. It's fine. Yeah.
1: So I mean, those are. Our, and then I don't have a picture of a Rite but you know the the, the pre-dawn mass, um, only lit by candles. I mean, most of these. This I is guess, your first time, so it will be my it, first time. Um,
0: uh, I'll practice. Well, you just need to make sure you're. Classes are clean
1: because it's hard to see. Yeah, yeah. I hopefully I would say I'm younger, so my eyes are a little bit better. Well, you but they're what, not. You know what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they're uh, not. Um, I think this past that. time I went to the doctor was the first time my eyes had not gotten worse. So they're it's a downhill slope. But um, yeah, so I don't have a picture of that. But you know, going through these pictures, I just noticed that all of them except for Boy Bishop are trying to play with this idea of light and darkness, um, light coming into oh, the world. absolutely, yes. Um, and, you know, Boy Bishop is symbolically there. But, um, you know, they really do play into that, and I think the reason is because that's so easily tangible. Um, it's that, that one's very easy to grasp, even for little, little children, the idea of Jesus is light and He shines in the darkness, mm-hmm. and you give them a candle and they can make that connection. Um, but, you know, the, the spiel that we give to families is, um, You know, try to make these a priority, not because um, we're giving you something that's going to be worth it. It's not like we're selling you something, but because this is part of, you know, living into your Christian community of faith. This is doing these things together. Um, And I think Christmas is a time of consumerism left and right. You know, what, what can I consume? What can I get out of this? And this kind of asks you to simply show up. Um, and, yeah, we, you know, there's experiences that you consume, but it's more so about just being present with other people, doing something together. Yeah, yeah I,
0: I would encourage everyone to go to church Christmas Eve and Christmas Day if you can. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand the argument that it's family time. I, what What is more family time than going and praying together? I, yeah. I, I, I don't understand yeah. that. And
1: what binds your family more than Jesus Christ? Correct.
0: And we have masses at 5 p.m. and 11 p.m., so I understand that there's a big dinner planned you can either go, um, you know, before or after. Yep, you're not you're not yep. feasting from four thirty to midnight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other feasts, learn something about them. And in your own home, we've talked before. The easiest way is to mark them with cuisine. Yes. I did that last night with Our Lady of Guadalupe. I'm not. Uh, did you? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not at all <laughs> larping on another culture or cuisine, but using what's accessible. So yeah didn't have a lot of time and so I just made quesadillas. Yeah. We tried to get Mexican last night. It was yeah, close. That's so. but that's I mean, that is an appropriate um, mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean our Lady of Guadalupe is so big in Hispanic culture yeah. and for good reason. Yep. And for good reason. And and if you do that, now so I made quesadillas for the boys and and, and um brought that candle that I had of our lady of oh, Guadalupe yeah. home and Just said, "Here's why we're having Mm -hmm. quesadillas, and let me tell you the story." And had one of my boys Google the the tilma, the the cloak, just to see. And of course, they've seen the image all over the place. Everyone has. You just didn't know what it is. I'm like, "Oh, okay. So maybe now they'll make that connection every time we go to Pancho Villa."
1: There you go. Yeah, I mean, we've. um, I think this is the first year we've tried to be consistent with the Advent wreath, and it's because we have a a kid now, and he's too young, but he'll. You know, go wide-eyed at the candles when they when they get lit, um, but it actually is helping us mark time differently than than you know the world around us. Um, I mean, I think uh, Young Chul Han in another area quotes actually uh, Aquinas, um, even though he's not religious, but basically says um, these religious rituals become the the way you mark time instead of the rest of the world, and so you begin your day in prayer. It ends with prayer. That is literally how your day ends. That's kind of what tells you the day is over. is Is when you end it in prayer, and I'm—I mean—that is becoming true for for Chloe and I. Um, you know, I've been doing compline with James as he goes to sleep every night, and um, you know, it's it's sometimes a race to finish it or at least do Psalm ninety one. Before he starts to fall asleep, so I can put him down. Yeah, but you're not teaching him to pray; you're doing that for yourself. Lord, grant us
0: a peaceful night. That's selfish. You uh, just want to sleep through the night. That's true. And he does it.
1: You know, now he does. Um, But I have found that the nights when I'm not home or whatever, when I don't do it with him, it actually does feel lacking. Um, I feel a little unsettled because you know that has become this way in which I wind down for the night. Um, And so, you know, all of these. Uh, Rituals—they bring us together. They help us mark time. They're in service of a different kind of life. Here's what I have found:
0: something that has surprised me is priests are traditionally uh, expected to say morning, and evening prayer all the time.
1: In in every, I think every single Church of England um, or Anglican communion, you know, group except for America, except for the Episcopal Church, they have to vow to do it.
0: But what happens is people. Forget, or they they miss right. one or two. Yeah, that's not saying we are hundred percent. No, um, but what I have found is, is that I realized um, at the end of December of last year, mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I haven't, I haven't missed an office since the beginning of Advent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Saturday mornings, I, I would I wouldn't do it, um, but so I made it not only the whole year of doing morning and evening prayer every single day whether I'm traveling or ill or whatever, but have continued. And I've learned, I've discovered that doing it all, you know, 12 months, it becomes, um, it becomes so physical. Mm-hmm. If I don't say the office before I get my day going, if it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, here at the church, it's easy because it's yeah. at 8 o'clock and 4 o'clock. We if do I don't do then. it, I physically feel unsettled. Until I do it. And, and I can almost, it's almost like the internal alarm clock. You know yeah. when you've got a, a big day ahead and you set your alarm early and you're so worried you're going to miss your alarm, you end up waking up yeah, that before. Be or you do it enough times that you end up waking up two minutes before your yeah. alarm, period. You don't yeah. need it, but you set it anyway. I find myself, I'm not able to relax until yeah. I do that.
1: That's good. And that's, that's the point.
0: That's the point. It's not supposed to be a burden, but it's now so a part of my life that it's not just spiritual. It is physical. Mm-hmm. I've, I need to do that. Not in an OCD way that I that I, it's an obsession, but something's something's off yeah. until I do that.
1: That's good. Any more comments on any of our uh, Advent traditions or Christmas in general? No, Saint the Thames? thing
0: that I love about our traditions— Apart from just the substance of each one by themselves, as I think upon reflection, is starting to recover more of Advent, mm-hmm. where it's so very hard. And I think that for us, in terms of a pedagogy, instead of getting in the pulpit and screaming at people, don't decorate your trees, and, and we're skipping yeah, Advent, and you're doing Christmas too mm-hmm. early, is we haven't said a word about that. No. We are just adding things that aren't yet Christmas. Mm-hmm that speak about the coming of Jesus yeah. Christ and really um, 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 elevating those yeah. occasions. And I think that is uh, has done a lot to recover. It extends Advent, makes it, it longer. Yeah. I mean, it has
1: for me, at least. Yeah, and there's just better ways of doing that than screaming at people. Like, I'm doing the youth Christmas party on the 10th day of Christmas or whatever. Yeah. And um, you know they, they asked when we were doing it, and I said, oh, we'll do it probably the 10th day of Christmas. And it took them a second to realize... It's after, but, oh, yeah, it's twelve it's a Christmas season. And so that actually helps them celebrate longer, um, which I think is, is is good for them. And no one should be a
0: jerk. You know, someone wished me—I went to the dentist, to
1: my dentist. Yeah, they said, say Merry Christmas. He said Merry Christmas. I said Merry Christmas,
0: you yeah. know. Yeah. Don't be screwed. Just like you can say Christ is risen. Yeah. You don't have to don't, do it only during Easter. It's don't fine. be screwed. It's
1: fine. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, that—the people who refuse to say it are, are the same people who— um, you know, critique nativity scenes for having wise men or, you know, it's a stable. Uh, technically, he was born in a cave. Get over yourself. Yeah, I used to be that <laughs> over way. Yourself.
0: I used to be that way, but yeah, you just get over yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's just
1: stupid. doesn't it's work. A, it's a representation. It's a bad witness. It's, yeah, just just, just have fun with it. Yeah, um, Go make some fun cutout cookies and eat candy cans. All right. Well, we've got um, St. Lucie's this Sunday at uh, 5 p.m., Evensong and then the procession follows it and we'll have fun food afterwards. And then we've got um, the Christingles on Thursday the twenty first. And that will be outside at six PM, I believe. But um, you know, try to make it to them. They're they're a lot of fun. Um, can I just, and then we're Raticelli the Saturday. Yeah, and
0: I just want to say that of all the thing all those things we do, you mentioned um, Evensong in St. Lucie's, mm-hmm. is that it's Evensong and St. Lucy, mm-hmm. It was even song and benediction yeah. and St. Nicholas. Yeah. It wasn't the opposite where we're doing this fun thing and then yeah. we're going to stink some prayers in. No. no, the prayer is the majority of the experience mm-hmm. along with this and d- additional thing. And, and the only one that doesn't have that is what is sort of purely devotional and fun, which is the Christingle mm-hmm. outside with, with, yeah. the, with the carols and, and, and everything else. But the rest flow from our already established, established yeah.
1: pattern of prayer and sacrament.